Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. And my name is Casey. Welcome in, everybody. All right, we've got another fun one for you. We uh, referenced this when we talked about Soul, that we had an Inside Out episode coming up. And here it is. Um, we're, we're talking about Inside Out, and I believe that I am on the record from episode three, which was our Convince Me Incredibles. I believe I am on the podcast record of saying, I believe that this is the number one Pixar movie. I maybe I don't know I I know that you like it just as much as I like it I think in my mind this is the number one Pixar movie as well um you know and you know how much I enjoy Finding Dory and and uh enjoy some of the Toy Story movies but I I feel that this is the most unique I I remember going to see this on opening night we had special passes uh uh Nate and I and our friend Shaddy and a couple others, we had special pack, uh, uh, passes at the, um, oh my goodness, I want to say it was the, um, there's a theater over here in Aurora where you can, um, uh, you can, that you actually can eat in and, and, and like eat specific food and they bring it to you while you're watching the movie and stuff. And uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood cinema, I think it's called Hollywood Boulevard. And um, I just remember going and we had like these very special passes that we bought and we got like a movie poster and, um, I remember I was, I worked for the Disney store when this movie came out. I don't think you were working there yet. Were you? No, I wasn't working there yet. I remember. So this was 2015. So this would have been less than a year after I started. Cause I started in September, 2014. I was at the Aurora location. I remember getting all the merchandise in, um, <laughs> this is going to sound really crazy, but they had socks. They had, they had socks with all the characters on them. Joy, sadness, anger, disgust, fear, and um, I, I bought them and I wore them. They were my work socks for the longest time. They were just the coolest things ever. Um, I have all the plush, I believe, except for uh, sadness. I don't have sadness. I've got the other four, but I'm missing sadness. Um, I just I just think it's such a creative movie and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I be, even though I am on the record saying this, I still believe that. Even way back a year ago in episode three, you know, with more movies coming out, this is a really, really well done movie. And I agree with you. It's a really unique idea that they, they take an abstract thing, which is your emotions and make it really fun and interesting. And, um, you know, how the different emotions interact with each other and and how they explain how your brain works. Like all of it is just the world building is really, really good, which I mean, I shouldn't be surprised with that Pixar. I mean, they've built many a world and and done fantastic. And and so I, I shouldn't be surprised at that. But I think this was a, this one was a real challenge. I think it's easy to build a world where you say, all right, he's a, these are the characters. This is the land that they live in. And you can kind of make that up. But to say, all right, this is what the inside of a of a human brain would look like if it was like this creative thing. I, I think that's just a, a testament to how how good Pixar is at storytelling. When I think not only just to say this is what the inside of a human brain would look like, but be able to do that in a way that resonates with kids. Like, you know, as adults, there, there's, there's been other movies out there that have been um, 
that have have had this idea of what goes on in a human body or what goes on um in, in a human brain there's a movie out there with um um bill murray and and the 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 the, the human world is regular like like live action but then when you get into the into his body it's all animated and oh my goodness what is it are you talking about osmosis jones yes that movie is oh i love osmosis jones yes like okay so that's what i'm saying there's movies out there that i think tackle this idea but to do it in a way that resonates with kids and do it in a way that that makes almost a billion dollars i mean this thing grossed 858 million dollars at the box office against the 175 million dollar um uh uh budget you know it's it's you know and it has an all-star cast which i think you know is another thing that when you look at the 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 people who are voicing the characters i i think that's another reason why it did so well as well but i just it it it's it's just very creative so i think obviously we've, we've made it very clear that we're both sold on this so uh, let's let's start with this. Um, favorite characters, favorite parts. Like, what what are your why why is this movie in is your number one? What what about it makes it your number one? Okay, so I love that the parents. This is maybe a weird way to start, but I love that the parents are not bad parents. I think this movie stereotypically is the parents are horrible or they're just aloof or whatever. And then they grow and become good parents. They're good parents. Mm -hmm. Then stress happens. You know, life happens. They go on a big move. Dad gets a new job. A truck gets lost. Their stuff is lost. Like, and that happens in life. But I I know you never get the vibe that the parents are, are bad or aloof or inauthentic like all their reactions to what's going on feels authentic and i would even say riley the the main character she feels authentic as well like her reactions to the situation and what's going on feels real doesn't feel forced and i think that just helps ground this movie and what makes it feel so so good Um, I mean, I'm pretty much just going to go through the entire movie, but also (laughs) um, how they were able to hide Bing Bong, where you didn't know about Bing Bong from any of the previews. You didn't know about him from any of the merchandise, uh, unless I'm wrong about this. Like they they hid him. You didn't know about him until you saw him in the movie. That's true. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the preview had had a rainbow unicorn cameo. Um, the, the trailer had a rainbow unicorn. Yes. Um, and so that was kind of teased as like the zany, crazy side character. But Bing Bong was completely different. You get a little bit of a preview of him in Riley's drawings up front. And you don't really think it's going to pay off until you're suddenly in her mind. And there he is. Right. In full fledged, you know, cotton candy, you know, elephant. Uh, mode but i i agree with you i think they did an amazing job there i think another thing i want to add too to just not only the fact i, I agree with what you said about the parents and, and riley being authentic the other thing i think is that draws me to this movie is and we've talked about this with other movies is the attention to detail and like l- simple things like how they explain and how many times has this happened to us on this podcast where your train of thought disappears and there's actually a train of thought in your mind. Like, (laughs) like I just think stuff like that is so, so clever in how 
you know, how they explain memories versus core memories and how core memories form the, the bean of who you are, who your personality is. You know, I know we got done talking about soul a couple of, a couple of episodes ago, and I know it wasn't, uh, we weren't exactly the kindest to it, but I do wonder if somehow, some way they will connect those on the patches that the, 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 the little bubble things at the beginning of soul, the, the, the little patches they have, I, I wonder if those are somewhat going to be connected to the, the balls that, that are in, you know, um, inside out that form the personality. These, these do feel again, like they, they, those, they feel like almost cousins. I wouldn't say like siblings or successors, but they feel like distant cousins of the same movie. Like it kind of has the same idea, well, but, but I think the same, they're directed by the same director. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that could be why, but I think what soul lacked is what inside out does so well. And you hit on it, the train of thought that, you know, dreams are these, you know, it's a movie studio. Like, I think that's so clever. Um, the, the whole double mint gum gag where, you know, you, you mm-hmm. get a song stuck in your head you have no idea why. And, and, and it's because there's little workers down there that be like, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we just like sent this up to, 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 to mm-hmm. the, to the, to the memory right now, that'd be hilarious. You know, sometimes we send that one up to headquarters for no reason. It plays in Riley's head over and over again, like a million times. Let's watch it again. Triple well, well, we all know the song. Okay, yeah, real kids. Okay, what do you think? Should we do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yes, again. Like every single one of those gags is just, it lands so well. And, and I don't mean to like necessarily compare this to soul, but this is just where my mind is right now. It, it feels like everything in inside out lands and everything in soul just didn't. So I, I, I think that's what makes inside out just so much better. Were there any parts of the movie that didn't land for you that were, that were negative? I, I thought about this long and hard <laughs> and I, I, I honestly know. The only thing that I guess I'm puzzled by is ra- the popularity of Rainbow Unicorn. <gasps> Rainbow Unicorn! She's right there! My friend says you're famous. She wants your autograph. No, no, sadness. Don't bother Miss Unicorn, okay? Sorry, she's from out of town. It's so embarrassing, right? I loved you in Fairy Dream Adventure Part 7. Okay, bye. I love you. I... She's on screen for like, what, minute and a half of this movie? It's not Mm -hmm. like she has any lines like it's. And yet we got Rainbow Unicorn merch and Rainbow Unicorn shirts. And we had promotional material that was not for Inside Out. That was Rainbow Unicorn. And and I'm just I'm puzzled by the popularity of rainbow unicorn it's not that i dislike the character i'm just i'm just puzzled by it you got you got to keep in mind that rainbow unicorn um for the lgbt community the 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 symbol of the rainbow rainbow is part of what makes the lgbt community it's part of our symbolism right so for a lot i think a lot of that actually boils down to that i really do and i think um the other part of that is you take the rainbow part about it's a unicorn and 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 I think little boys and girls, maybe more girls than boys, but either way, um, unicorns. You, you don't see a lot of unicorns um, in in Disney properties at all. 
Uh, and so, you know, think about the popularity of Guinevere from onward and the reason why suddenly the, the van was so popular. It was this mystical unicorn van, right? So I, I'm true. just, you know, I just, I think that, you know, it's, it's a unicorn. Again, the rainbow has the, the, the symbology of, of the LGBT community, which I think is a big part of it. Um, you know, who'd be a really good person to ask is Jane because Jane just loves rainbow unicorn. Uh, Jane is, okay. is someone that we worked with at the Disney store and, and she, um, she, she absolutely love, loves rainbow unicorn. In fact, you know what? I want to do something where I'm going to try to call her right now. I'm going to try to call her and, and say, tell her we are recording a podcast and, and I, we have I, a question and we have a question for, I'm going to see if we can do this real quick. This, oh, guys, this is, this is live. She may or may not wow. answer. I don't know if you can hear the phone ringing. Ah, darn. All right. I'm going to leave her a voicemail though. Jane, it is Casey calling and Matt, you can't hear him because he's in my headphones, but we are literally live doing our podcast right now. And we're talking about inside out and we're trying to figure out why we think there's such a popularity and why people love rainbow unicorn so much. And we know that rainbow unicorn is your favorite character. So we were hoping to get some like firsthand knowledge about that. Um, oh, she just sent me a text. Can I call you back in a few minutes? So um, anyway, oh, heck Jane, yeah, you that's can. what we're trying to do. I'm going to text her back and let her know, let, t- call you, text you back and let you know that's okay. But if you, we want to try to get you on in the recording. So uh, call us back. Bye. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to text her. You keep talking for a second while I text her here. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, I, again, I'm just going to go through this whole movie. The emotions, too, I think, play off each other very well. And I think that's underrated in this movie that um, the 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 dynamic between joy, sadness, anger, fear, disgust feels like they're working on the same team while also like pushing, obviously, their own self-interest of their emotion. But it, it feels authentic. And even then, when you know, joy and sadness are gone on their adventure and anger, fear, and disgust are then left with trying to figure out what would joy do. And the, the character, the characterization of this being that is 100% anger trying to figure out, okay, well, how would I be joyful? And I, I, that's just, it's so, so well done. You talked about the voice cast, like uh, the, the people that they have voicing, each of those emotions fits the emotion perfectly. Like Amy Poehler is the perfect voice for yes. a joyful character. I actually and found, I actually found it was ironic that she, she was voicing joy and Tina Fey was voicing 22 and soul and how close they are and how they used to be the weekend update people from SNL. I just thought that was really funny that they five years apart, they kind of voiced kind of a similar situation. You know, I just thought that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It, it It's so great. Um, you asked me about my least favorite parts. Do you have any parts that just don't land for you? Um, you know what? Not, not really. I, I remember telling myself or feeling like whenever they would pull out of the, 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 the mind, whenever they would pull out and go back to the real world, it was like, no, 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 go back, go back. You know, cause I always, I kind of enjoyed the just kind of looking for the different tropes for the different things that they were doing to explain, um, uh, the, to just explain how our inner workings worked as far as favorite parts. So I do want to mention, I love when they do the inside of the mother and the father and they're having that argument. <laughs> I just, I remember, I remember that that was one of the trailers or something that they, they released ahead of time yep. or maybe during. And I just, I, 
it is so good that you see it like you see it inside the man's head that anger is controlling the man and then you see it inside the woman's head that i don't know who it was that was controlling in, in, the, in the wife's head but it just it just cracked me up to watch the two different perspectives of how like they were both mature but they're watching football in the guy's head the woman had control with the glasses i just i, I just it was so brilliantly writ- written and even like at the end when 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 they come across and they go what is puberty like like that was just like oh boy god help us like you know what that's gonna you know what that's gonna end up being so yeah um signal the husband (laughs) yeah signal him again (laughs) yeah well that was she's looking at us what is it what is it uh is it anniversary is it a birthday (laughs) that was it we left the toilet seat up (laughs) yeah oh my goodness so what should we do? We're going to find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. Ahem. With a nice pass over the reef, comes across that right. Uh-oh, she's looking at us. Uh, what did she say? What? Oh, uh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What? Ugh, he's making that stupid face again. I could strangle him right now. Signal him again. Ah, so, Riley, how was school? Oh, oh, please. Please. Are you kidding me? For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot? But no, as far as, like, least favorite parts, I really I really didn't have any. I, I think, um, I just, I think it's a brilliantly done. Now, here's the thing. Being the sequel guy that I am, I don't want to see a sequel to this. I just let it be for what it is. I think it's well done. I think there was some talk at one point that they were thinking that maybe they might do a sequel on it. And like, no, why? It's a good standalone movie. Leave the thing alone. You know, there are some things that just don't need to have sequels. And this is not one of those that needs to have a sequel, you know? I'm in complete (laughs) agreement with you that... There's some things that just need to be left alone, and this is one of them. Um, you know, I, I, I think that they kind of like extended it with a short film, Riley's First Date, which is also very, very funny. Um, I don't know if I've seen that. I have to take a look at that. Oh, it, it it goes inside the dad's head again. So it's it's like this kid comes and um, his dad, you know, her Riley's dad is of course, you know, like grilling him and things like that, and um, then the kid mentions that he was in a band and it, and it flashes into his head and, and the, the person controlling goes, we were in a band. And then they pull up like a, 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 a footage of young dad, like in a rock band. It, it's, it's very, it's very good. So Jordan, what do you like to do for fun? I don't know. Stuff. Oh, I, I play in a band. That's fun. Wait, we were in a band. And so, I mean, they kind of like extended the story a little bit there, but I agree with you. Like, this is not one that even I don't want Inside Out 2 with, you know, a different kid or a different person or I I, I don't want any of that either. Like, this is just one of those films that I think just is good enough. And and maybe it's because so I'm going to launch into this right now. One of the reasons why I really like this film is is that I think it depicts very well what feeling depressed is like. Mm-hmm. So I, I suffer from 
a mild case of depression, but I, I still still am depressed and, and and anxious and things like that. And so often people who don't understand mental health and depression will say, well, just be happy. Just decide you're going to be happy. You need to change your attitude and be happy. And while I do think there is some self-talk that at some point there is some grit and perseverance that you need to do to say, I'm going to, you know, do things to, to help me today. There is an element of it doesn't matter how hard I try to be happy. The joy just isn't there. Mm-hmm. And you see that in, in this characterization where no matter how hard anger, fear and disgust try to be joyful, they cannot do it. it it's impossible. They can't do it. And it ends up in in all these other emotions that that and outbursts and and things like that, and I think I, I think to that point too, Matt. I think I think what I like how this resolves is very similar to the way that Finding Dory resolved, and we had that conversation about you know Dory being able to do things in her own little Dory way. I think what I like about this, kind of jumping off of what you're saying there, again, having a, a partner who also suffers from clinical depression. And having to understand that myself, because I was one of those people 12 years ago, 13 years ago, before I met Nate, that if someone told me they were depressed, I would look and say, well, just be happy. What, what do you mean? Just just get yourself out of it. Have the, right, have the right attitude. Not realizing that it's a chemical imbalance, right? But what I like about this movie is that Joy kind of tries to be that person at first where she's like, no, just be happy. Just be happy. But then she realizes that the sadness has to be there in order for those other emotions to also be experienced as well. That sadness yes. plays just an important part. It's just, it's just another ingredient in order that, in order to be uh, it, it, that, that makes up who Riley is. It makes up all of us sadness. You know, I've had the say in my entire life that we need the bad days in our lives to make the good days seem good. And I think this movie does a good job at personifying that. Absolutely. Like it it brings in the why we need sadness. And that scene where Riley gets home and like breaks down to her parents, I I cried in the theater and I am not a crier in movies. I get excited, emotional. I get, you know, sad at certain movies, but I do not cry. And I, I teared up and this is, you know, 2014, 2015. So this is before I had kids. Like, so this is not like, Oh, I'm feeling a parental connection to it. Like, mm -mm. um, for whatever reason, I don't know why I do this to myself, but sometimes I go back and watch that, just that scene. And so it's like 1230 at night on a Tuesday. And I'm like sobbing in my basement because I'm watching that scene. I don't know why it's just, maybe it's therapeutic for me. I don't know. Therapeutic is an outlet for you. And I, I think, you know, we, we've said it, but I, I, I think it bears repeating. I mean, you know, we've got a, a broad enough listener base now. You know, we appreciate you as listeners. The way it was explained to me by Nate in terms of understanding how depression works is that just like you treat somebody who has a physical condition, when someone gets a cold, when someone has the flu, you, you they, they need rest, they need time, they need to recuperate, they need medicine even, you know, in some cases. Mental illness, depression included, is the same thing. It's just not physical. It's just mental. And mental doesn't mean it's not, it's just in your head. What it means is, is that the chemicals in your brain are, are, are off balance and causing your body to react just as if the chemicals in your body were off and they were causing your body to react. 
And as somebody who's a lay observer, I, you know, knock on wood, I personally don't suffer, suffer myself from clinical depression. We all, everybody suffers from seasonal depression. I mean, that, that, that is a normal thing. And people do have bouts where things will get them depressed, but people who suffer from clinical depression, it truly is a chemical imbalance. And for those of us who don't suffer from that, and this is, you know, we have to understand that the best thing that we can simply do is just to be there for the person. What do they need? Do they need us to lay next to them? Do they need to just have time on their own? Do they need us to bring them a meal? Do they need us just to give them a hug? And it doesn't mean they're going to cure the depression. It just, just as if someone was sick physically, when someone is sick with depression, you, 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 you find out what their needs are and you do your best as another compassionate human being to, to give them their need, you know? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And, no, I, and, I, yeah, I agree with you. And, and I think that that's what, that's what I think this movie helps me explain how depression works in a simplistic way. I mean, obviously this movie is not a perfect, you know, view of what it is like, but I think it can help people who do not suffer from mental illness um, help to kind of understand what someone who does suffer from mental illness is going through. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I've, I've had conversations with people about that where, you know, I, I, I use this example where I say, you know, it's like inside out and, and, and to go through this and it really does, it, it, it helps. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is that it is a very, very personal movie to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's an excellent movie, but I think it that that extra personal connection and what I deal with on a daily basis, I think um, definitely definitely hits 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 home harder. I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, looks like Jane was unable to get all back with us, but maybe she'll call us on one of our other episodes and we can get that answer on Rainbow Unicorn. But for now, I think um, unless you've got anything else that you want to add, I think it's probably time to close up shop. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, again, we talk about it all the time rewatchability. I think this movie's got it. It's it's absolutely rewatchable. All right. If you'd like to get a hold of us, my friends, you can do so by finding us on Facebook at the Beers and Ears Podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight, and also find us by emailing us Beers and Ears nineteen twenty eight at gmail dot com. Um, please take the time to rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing. Five stars, five stars. Um, it helps others find the show. Uh, we love interacting with you in our social media groups and feeds and all the different channels that we have. So please continue to to interact with us there. Um, so yeah, uh, we are quickly approaching. I think this is episode number 95. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll be at that big 100 episode mark where I have finally got uh, yes. Matthew Brown to uh watch the imagineering story and we are gonna have i i have to go back and rewatch them it's been so long for me uh but uh we're gonna finally have uh, a discussion around the imagineering story um and and that's coming up on the 100th episode so uh for now let's raise our glasses matt yes this episode has been on us and we will see you next time thanks everybody good night bye